All right, y'all, this week's guest is Anna Golden, and I feel like she's become my new best friend. Um, she got to come in from Dallas to spend some time with me and talk about her brand new album, Church. It's her sophomore album. Um, she is a full-time worship leader um, at a church there in Dallas and has been doing that for 10 years, since she was 16 or 17 years old. So she's been in the ins and outs of the best and the worst, the highs and the lows of church. So why I love this album and why I now am in love with her is because she's really honest about the things that uh, the church did wrong um, in the ways that it it hurt her um, early in her career. Um, and she talks about a lot about mental health and, and faith and where sometimes the church doesn't do well to, to let those two spaces intersect and the hard work she had to do emotionally, mentally, and, and spiritually to then come back with real forgiveness um, and resilience and love for for the church that hurt her, um, because she didn't want to miss out on all that it, all the life giving um, love that it can bring, even though it's a flawed entity. Because we're flawed people, so she is as passionate as she is faithful as she is hilarious. We had a great time. So this episode really is for anyone who a loves amazing music, b um, is resistant or worn down or skeptical, maybe feeling towards church for whatever reason, for whatever experiences. And honestly, just for anyone who has been hurt and struggled to forgive another person or um, maybe are struggling right now to move forward from a wounding um, because you're in pain or because you're feeling bitter. And and that's the whole impetus for this album. And I know y'all are going to love Anna. She is just a ball of joy, truly. Um, so enjoy this interview with Anna Golden. Our actual guest yeah. uh, is Anna Golden. And I'm really excited to to start with you how I always start because okay. you're an artist. Um, and because it's Music City and I grew up here and I have very marginal oh. uh, musical skills, which okay. is basically just I sing karaoke um, <laughs> which on is occasion. Amazing. I can't even and, say that much about myself. So. Um, so I love to start by asking somebody if you had a walkout song playing behind you, like right now for your life, what would it be? And it's not <laughs> arrogant to say one of your own songs, but you don't have to feel pressure well, to say one of your own if songs. If I say one of my own songs, like a worship song, is that just like so crazy? Um, I mean, we are promoting your album. Yeah, so, I'm like, you know, so it'd probably be <laughs> my latest single. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, you know what? That's so funny. I feel like maybe by the grace of God, that song, um, I don't know, or something funny. Probably, I, I honestly you, would probably would go funny, like can't be tame. I that is so what I want. Let me tell you, because we will talk all about your worship songs. Yeah, but you like know, your energy is cannot be tame. Thank you for that. And I like I've, to believe that too. I have had a pastor come on here, and their walkout song was Jay Z. So like, listen. This is, the vibe we're trying to create. Okay. People are onions. Like, don't yeah. put you in a box. Don't put don't put me in a box, please. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay, that's how we're gonna roll into okay. this. Cannot be I tamed. Um, Anna, you are here from Dallas. Is that yes. right today? So exciting to have you. And your album comes out tomorrow as yes. we're recording. If you're listening, it's already out, so you should go get it immediately. Yes, it'll be out by that time. Uh, what's what's your feeling like today? Like, it's not your first album. Is it your second or your third? It's not. This is, um, technically, it's like my sophomore album okay. with my label, and it is every emotion all at once. I was trying to explain it today. My co-producer, who, um, his name is Bede, and I call him, like, my co-CEO because he's literally, like, does every single thing with me. Um, and he was like, I'm so excited. And he's like, and I also want to hide in a hole for three weeks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. It's this feeling of, I want every single person in the entire world to hear yeah. it. And then I also like, don't want anybody to hear it because I'm <laughs> so and sacred to me. Uh, it's, it's really exciting though. I was actually just listening to, um, the whole record on the way here and I'm really proud of it and I love it so much. And I'm I'm like completely overwhelmed and I could probably cry about it. And I'm not an emotional person, but with this record, I'm like yeah. cracking like an egg. Yeah. So um, it's the best feeling and everything. And we, we have like a party tomorrow night with just like friends. Heck yeah, and, you should. And it's it's so exciting. Like there were so many people that I love so dearly that were able to be a part of it. Mm. And it was recorded at my church. Yeah. So it, everything feels so personal. Yeah. Um, and it's just really special. So um, every every emotion you can possibly imagine is like going on inside my body right now. Do when you listen to it on the way over here, mm -hmm. do you hear it differently now than when you recorded it? I don't know how what the time frame's been. Oh no, but. for sure. I feel like when you create any sort of art, at least this is my experience, you go through like every stage of grief. <laughs> 
I see that. Like, literally, um, there's moments where it's like, I don't want to hear it. I can't even yeah. listen to it after we did the recording. I was like, these songs are horrible. I, and I never, <laughs> I never want to hear any of this. It sucks. Um, and then... You guys turn a corner with it. You're like, wow, this is not bad. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, well, I kind of love this. Yeah. Um, I was in that little like postpartum period with it after the recording. And um, the Lord gave me this dream of me like having a baby, which thank God I'm not actually having a baby. But this is my little. Symbolism. Note. Yeah, my symbolism <laughs> baby. Um, and just like showed like the process of like me in the dream being like, why do I have this baby? And then like falling in love with it and then it growing up. And then I was like, woke yeah. up and I was like. I'm going to love this record again and like look back at it. And it's been the most, I don't know, beautiful experience. I I can like listen. I was just crying on the way here and I'm like, I can't cry. I need to make sure that my makeup doesn't go away. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just so overwhelming. Like God was so kind to be able to give me these songs first. And I like the idea that other people are going to be able to have them now, like in their phones or like in their churches is like, mind-blowing yeah it's amazing it's It's amazing how he uses what you probably needed for you at first to then go out into the world and give others what they need through your experience which i want to talk all about yeah how you actually got to this specific album and the message but just for a background for people yeah tell them how you got here how do your your second album traveling around promoting it Singing all over the place at events. Yeah, I mean, it's been a wild life. I feel like I've lived like 10 different lives, which is so fun. And I'm only 27 and I feel like I'm 55, (laughs) which is great. I mean, I can't wait to be 55 and feel like I'm probably 205. So um, I grew up in the entertainment industry. Uh, My whole family, I basically grew up in like the Partridge family. So we're all very <laughs> musical. Like we did family musicals growing up. Love like it. my dad was like, like four Joseph. people or just in oh, your kitchen. No, literally like we would do entire productions, but my whole family, all six of us, we'd be the leads. That's so, complicated. Yeah, it's That's very complicated. We're just little Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> Broadway family really <laughs> That comes with everything yeah. it comes with. Um so I'm one of four uh kids and we're all artists as well. So Grew up in like the mainstream industry. I always loved church. Like both Mm -hmm. my parents were worship leaders. So all we knew was church. The reason why we were in mainstream industry was like, you know, be a light in a dark place. Totally. Um, But doing that young is tough. I And doing that young as a girl is tough too. Mm. So that came with all that it comes with. And I just always felt such a secret, special place with the Lord and especially within worship. And I knew that that was like my safest place. Mm. So when I was 15, transitioned out of that. And then I, I never thought at that time, worship wasn't an industry. Like yeah, it wasn't a really. thing. Um, and I started working at my church and yeah. I um, interned at a house of prayer before that. And then I've been in full time ministry since then. I never Man. thought I would release music um, when I was 18. My my best friend had her dad was a worship leader and mm. had a conference. I was like, please do one of your songs. I was like. No, I don't release worship music. That's not what I'm doing. <laughs> um, I've just been so burnt out with industry stuff, yes, you know. And, yes. Um, he was like, "No, no, I feel like you're supposed to." And doing that song at its conference, it was actually a conference of worship leaders, so it kind of got taken all over the United States. And amazing, people were doing it on their Sunday services, and it was like, "You have to release this song." You know yeah. what I mean? So then with that, it was like, from there, I just made this like agreement with the Lord. I was like, "Lord, I do not want." this to look like what I know industry to look like. Mm. So if you want me to be on any stage, if you want me to release music, you're going to have to like show me and and literally guide me. Um, I'm a really hard worker and I, I'm really faithful with what I'm given, but I was like, as far as like schmoozing and those guys, I'm like, this is not in me anymore. Um, and it really like my entire career is really just a testimony of like God's grace, like every opportunity being signed under Tasha Cobbs Leonard, like random email out of the blue one day that I was like, thought I was on like an email chain, honestly. And it was like, (laughs) you know, those things like, Hey, worship leader, I'm doing a recording, buy a ticket. Um, but at the end she had put like, I've been loving your EP at this time. I'd released an EP. She's like, I've been really loving it, and I want you to come be a part of mm-hmm. it. And then from there, like, now I'm signed under her imprint. Yeah. Um, I've been fortunate enough to work in church for the last 10 years, so it's been it's been a whirlwind. But it's yeah. like, I, I love, I'm so in love with everything that I get to do. It's, like, such an honor. It's amazing how even if you're resistant, sort of, yeah. to what God has for you, he's like, okay, fine. I'm yeah. going to keep pestering you, yeah, it's and like, I'm going to put these two good-to-be-trues, and yeah. eventually I'll get your attention. And 
you had a song that featured Carrie Job on it yeah, too. Yeah. Like that's awesome. So crazy for someone who did not want to be. Tell in the twelve-year-old me that I'm doing that. Right? I would just die. No, Carrie's like the absolute best. She's like an actual angel. Every time I talk to Carrie, I'm like, "Am I saved? Yeah. <laughs> like, like you're literally the Can kindest you call God person." And ask yeah, if I'm still. I'm in. like, she just floats in a room. No, it's been. It's been so amazing to work with people like that and who have really fought for purity in the space that they're mm. at and who've beat down doors that I get to walk in now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Man, that's a beautiful way to say that, who have fought for purity in yeah. this public space. Do you feel more at peace with the public and yeah. publicity part that we're doing right now? No, yeah, <laughs> I think I think when I was younger, I was also just young. I mean, yeah. put put any kid in front of a camera with like and tell them to have an opinion. Yeah. And be like, what? Like, what's going on? Um, I think that there's been a lot of maturity since then, mm -hmm. of course. And then just a lot of more, lot more settling of knowing, like, my identity and who I am. Mm -hmm. That things like this are way more fun and life-giving. Yeah. And it's also the content that I get to talk about is way different. And it's way more fulfilling. Like, I love being able to share about the things that the Lord's doing yeah. in my life and, and to talk about the church, like this entire record being yeah. about Titled church. my favorite thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's pretty simple. It's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> album cover, it's me and the church. Yeah. I was like, my label's like, are we going to put text on the cover? I was like, I think it'd be redundant. need to? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I it's just me sitting outside clues, of a man. church. So. Yeah, come on. There we go. There we yeah. have it. Well, that was a really bold step. I mean, at what, 15, 16 to be like, you know what? This could be really lucrative. This yeah. could be successful, but it's really not where I see God wanting me. And did yeah. you ever fear like giving up that big audience? I mean, for the Lord, not for yourself. No. But like, yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. There was a specific moment I had when I was fifteen, and it was um, I was in Los Angeles. I want to say it was over like Halloween or something. And my brother and I were at a party, and something had happened, and I just felt Holy Spirit say, "Get out of the house." Mm. And I walked out, and I. I'm so grateful of how churchy I was so young because I'm like, now if I probably met a kid that was saying what I was yeah. saying, I'd be like, all right, calm down. Yeah, relax. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's going to be fine. Yeah. Um, but literally it was, it was that it was, I don't want to feel like this. And I had so mm -hmm. many friends that had become really successful in the space. And um, it's just you in your mind, especially in this industry, like the entertainment industry mm -hmm. in your mind, you, you think that, certain boxes being checked are going to fulfill certain things and yeah. it just doesn't happen like that yeah i mean it, it, i even see it happen in like the worship space or yeah. the ccm space like you think well, once i achieve this once i get yeah. this it's going to feel a certain way and it's not yeah and that's just not the fulfilling thing in life um and i'm so grateful i always say i feel like god was so kind to me to like pull me out of things. oh yeah like so intentional with who yeah. i was because i also struggled so much with my mental health at that time yeah. body issues yeah. like of course, you're yeah. a little girl who's in front of cameras, who's being told things about her body all day. Yeah, and God, so I'm so grateful now that I didn't have that experience, but now I can speak to it too. Yeah. Like, and, and so many young girls who, who are walking that path. I mean, I think it's stunning how the Lord puts people in mainstream ministry and, oh, I, like, yeah. and uses that. Yeah. And I'm, that's not a part of me that's dead. Like totally. I still do stuff in that arena and, and I love it, but I feel like I've also had to fight for freedom in that space yeah, as for well. For sure. For sure. Um, and yeah, I didn't know all that when I was 15. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you felt it. It seems yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you listened to that call and, and that's hard to do. And it's hard to walk away from something that looks sure like it could be such a huge platform for the Lord, you know, that kind of thing. And I just think about like so often maybe what we have to learn when we grow up is like a good thing is a good thing, but it may not be the right thing for that's you. Good, and yeah. that's what I hear you saying. And like yeah. I've struggled with that because I'm like, I could be really good at that. But then I'm like, number one, I don't think I'd be happy. And number two, I don't think I would be the person that I want to be if I went down that path. No, totally. And that's so hard when it's, you know, it's all laid out before you and why not take no, it? No, for sure. Yeah. And timing. I mean, I was writing this song earlier today, actually, and I was just talking about like timing and the timing of everything and how when I was younger, I really felt, especially growing up young, when I was young, I did quite a lot of stuff with like Disney and Radio Disney. Mm -hmm. And and the biggest thing was like when you're 18, you're kind of done. Yeah. Which is so crazy. Yeah, like that that's is so crazy. young. So and then when I turned 18, I was like, I'm a failure. I'm, like, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm elderly. Literally like put me to pasture. Yeah. Right. And I I had to kind of reframe that. And like that's so counter 
scripture. Totally. Like, I love that in scripture, it's so counterculture of like, man, those who are planted in the house of the Lord are like trees planted by the streams yeah, of living water yeah. and they'll grow fruit in old age. Yeah. And I'm like, the fact that like, there's no such thing as a glory day, like yeah. with the Lord. Oh, that's so um, good. And, and that was something like learning about the timing and learning about patience. Mm -hmm. um, and even like when I felt the Lord call me into worship music, I was like, okay. And in my mind's eye, I was like, okay, like tour bus is going to pull up and now I'm going to yeah. be back and it's going to look like how it looked in that arena. Yeah. In this arena. Yeah. It's like, no, no, but it was sure really God's grace to not give me a platform before you're ready. Yeah. Dude, I get that. Like, it's not this like, oh man, I'm just in the field and it's a waste of time. I'm like, no, man, God is, God cares way more about you than what you can do. Yeah. Which is not what we experience a lot on yeah. earth. So it's like, no, he, he wanted to protect me. Yeah. So I feel like every closed door, every like winding road, like mm. I'm so grateful for now. Yeah, that's so good. Cause you could have had this album sure. at 19, 20 years old, but could you have been the right you to carry the message? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. So when you left, you went into the church. Um, are you leading worship immediately or? Yeah, I mean, during that time, I'd never really stopped, but mm -hmm. life looks kind of like split in between. So I grew up in St. Louis and then um, all industry stuff was in Los Angeles, of yeah. course. So uh, part time, like in Burbank, California. Um, and then from there, I, I remember my brother and I were going to move to L.A. We did not. And he ended up moving a couple months later. My brother's an incredible artist, like mm. super successful. He lives in Los Angeles. He's like my best friend. Um, and I stayed in St. Louis. And then when I was 16, I was offered a job at my church. <laughs> and they were like, well, you're like 16, so we'll call it like an internship, but we're going to pay you. Yeah. And you're like, and then I'm like, do you guys have internships? Yeah. Like, no, we'll Not still really. see how this goes. Um, and then six months later, I became like full-time staff. And that I started like working full-time in church since then. And yeah. it's just been wild. Yeah. You are very open about having some tough experiences mm -hmm. um, during those first years being full-time in a church. And yeah. I think, you know, it's it's so unfortunate how common we're figuring out that that is. And yeah. I think that's only been recent. So when that happened, what what sort of happened from there? Like, did you pull away from the church? Did you feel any, like, distance from God in that? Or how do you navigate that at a young age? Man, I mean... It looked different in a lot of different seasons. Like being in full-time ministry over 10 years, it took a lot of different faces. Mm -hmm. um, I think for me, the first, my first like hurdle with it was a little bit of like unbelief mm. of like, I had this idea of what I knew scripture said about the church. And there was just like, what? Like, like this devastation. Match. Like yeah. you're doing what? Like yeah. what's going on? Um, and that was a bit of like how naive I was in mm. it. Um, and I think that maybe at first that looked like judgment mm. because I was like, how could you? Yeah. Like yeah. I would never, yeah. you know, like me at 15, I would yeah. never, it's like, yeah, you've never had the option. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's like, you've never had the opportunity. We would never yeah. at 15, but <laughs> 25, sure. Back. Let's like, see. Yeah. We'll yeah. see how it works then. <laughs> um, so I think there was just a lot of different like benchmarks mm. and check marks of like, okay, having to deal with what this looks like and what this looks like. And um, when I was 17, I was put over um, an entire worship team at a multi-site church. Oh, my gosh. So it was a lot of responsibility. And I would say now that I feel like there's probably people sitting on therapist's couch talking about me. You know what I mean? Like, this 17-year-old came in and told us this. And it's like, what was I doing, right? Um, and it took a lot of different forms. And I, I do believe that the Lord was trying so hard to show me the difference of him and his people. Right. And what right. what it looks like when someone's just being human in the context yeah. of church. Because I know we say the term a lot like hurt people hurt people, but yeah, it's like yeah. people hurt people. That's yeah. humanity. Yeah. Like we're it we're flawed mm. individuals mm -hmm. no matter what. When you get people involved, it's going to yeah. be messed up. Um and there's going to be things that go haywire. And I think that in the church, when we experience that, it's so much more violating because mm -hmm. we expect that to be the safest yeah. place. But the reality is, is we are people. Mm -hmm. um, and it was learning how to forgive, mm. learning how to work with imperfect people because yeah. I'm imperfect. Yeah. And then I think that judgment side, too, is realizing I wouldn't want the justice that I'm claiming to need for other people for myself. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Of like, like, oh, man, like. Lord, I need justice in this area. And it's like, what about all the people that wanted justice from you? Yeah, like, aren't you wow, glad that I'm not like 
you're Barabbas. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Wow, such a wise perspective. So it made. took a long time to get there and counseling and all the beautiful things. Yeah, yeah um, But yeah, I mean, experience, I was able to be a part of a lot of incredible ministries that did incredible things. Yeah. And with that comes a lot of, um, not a big warfare person, but that's the reality of what, yeah, we, yeah. what we do in the territory that we conquer. But um, yeah, in 2020, I transitioned off a of ministry and, and that was probably... The point where I was like, oh, man, I'm holding on to a lot mm. of um, the Lord showed me this picture of just kind of holding broken glass. And I was yeah. clenching it. And yeah. I was like, he was like, Are, we're going to need to open your hands. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. need to remove some stuff. So at that time in 2020, I took a season off of being full time staff. But I was like pastoring a team in Baltimore, Maryland, cool. um, that I would travel in once a month because we didn't have Sunday services. So it was it was looking like once a month recordings and being yeah. with their team. So yeah. um, this is something I always talk about within ministry hurt. I always tell people to stay in church, mm -hmm. like stay in church. It doesn't mean you necessarily have to mm. serve or serve in a different area. Because yeah. sometimes when you take a step back in the way that we do, it's almost like object permanence, mm -hmm. um, which is something, you know, you learn as a baby. I'm horrible with it even now. but um, <laughs> And it's like, hey, here's this yellow rubber duck, uh -huh. but then I'm going to take it away. And you remember what it looks like. And it's like, oh, I can't describe it all the way. And I uh -huh. think sometimes when we let a certain amount of space happen, when we have a fence, monsters start to build where there weren't. Right. Yes. Um, yes especially yes. like when it's something how we're serving ourselves mm -hmm. and we take out serving someone else it just creates this even worse tension um and the lord with my journey at the church was like hey i want you to get back into the book of acts i want you to get back mm. into revelation like i love my bride yeah like that's actually all i care about yeah and um my pastors put it in this beautiful way they were praying before my recording one night and they were like he was my pastor earl he was talking about his wife onika who's like the greatest person ever she's so kind and just like the best. And he was like, you know, I love everybody. And there are people who don't have great opinions of her. And he was like, doesn't mean I'm not going to love them, but I don't want to step near them. Mm. Like I don't get, I don't have a desire to draw close. He's like, but people yeah. who defend her in rooms, people who talk highly of her, people who mm. uphold her character. I, I just want to wrap my yeah. arms around them. And I, I felt like the Lord was saying, that's how I feel about the way people talk oh, about my bride. Wow. Like that makes me want to just draw yeah, near. Yeah. And and man, I'm not here to say that there aren't things that happen that are unfair yeah. or and I can I don't want to invalidate anyone's situation. I've been there and yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Um, but there is a true there's a true statement that it's he does still love his bride and yeah. that's what he's coming back for. Yeah. And you cannot love him without loving his bride. I mean, any marriage is yeah. like that. Like you're exactly. like, it's like homie's not going to want to mess with you. If you're like always down on yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, what's going right. on. It's like, Hey, we're going to fix this. Oh, like man. figure it out. Um, so I feel so honored that the Lord trusted me with this, um, yeah. Project. Hard space. It's a hard yeah. space. It's difficult for yeah. sure. And a little counter to what we're talking about. Yeah. If lot. you're sitting with me, for instance, and I've had an experience like that, a hurtful experience, yeah. um, or just have never really been wrapped into the fold of a, of a loving church. What do you say to me where I'm like, look, I get it. Like, I know Jesus. I love God. I'm just like not into the church vibe. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I understand that. And I totally understand like being in a community before that's healthy. Like, mm -hmm. I think a huge one too, that I hear is like, oh man, like people are judgmental and backbitey Always, and, yeah. and all those things. And I'm like, Definitely go for a community that feels healthy, yeah. but also be the health in the community. Mm. I think there's something to be said about loving in the gaps where it was missed for you. Mm -hmm. And there's something so powerful about that. Yeah. I think of Joseph, when I think of that, of of him being the change in his family, even after they betrayed him yeah. and how that brought healing to his entire family. Mm. And I I think of that in in times now of like talking to the worship leader, it's like, well, you don't know how my pastor is. And you don't know. I'm like, if you feel like the Lord has called you there, you have the opportunity to love where there's not, yeah. to care where there's not, to pastor where there's not. And that prophesies over people to mm. love people in the way that you know who they're supposed to be and yeah. not who they are right now. Yeah. Um, and it's hard. Yeah. But that's the call of Christ. Yeah. Like to lay your life down for someone else. Mm. And I think that to, 
within the context of sometimes, especially in the worship space, yeah. a lot of worship leaders, and I've seen this, I mean, there's this feeling of feeling used. There's this feeling of like, I'm just used for my gift. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's so valid mm-hmm. in so many times, but I'm like, we, we did want to serve. Like that's yeah, why we, we came right. here to be used by the Lord yeah. and to always remind ourselves, man, I am still wanting to be a servant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that serving is still something that is like, that is the most fulfilling thing you can do and get and get out of that space. Like if you, if you're in a certain area, if you're on the production team or the worship team yeah. and like, that's, you're so burnt down, like serve. I'm sure your church has some sort of outreach ministry. Serve people yeah. in that way. Get the perspective of what your church is actually doing. We can get really yeah. caught up in a bubble yeah. of a space. But it's like, man, my life was radically changed. Um, and the only reason I'm saved is because my mother, whose father died when she was five, she's mm. one of five kids. So she's an orphan, a widow, sorry, widow and five children. They moved to Memphis, Tennessee. They happened to move next to a storefront church. Never heard about the Lord weren't like a family that went mm-hmm. to church for Christmas or anything. Like yeah. they were just not that family. Yeah. And a guy just showed up on their like stoop and was like, hey, I have a warm meal and I'm going to come to your house every week and I'm going to mow your lawn. And then if there's Amazing. anything that you need help with in the house, I'd love to take care of it yeah. because we heard about um, your father passing away. Mm. So um, one day my grandmother was like, why are you doing this? Who are you? <laughs> yeah. He was like, actually that church across the street's mine. I'm the pastor. Yeah. And um, never invited her. He was like, if you want to hear anything about it, I'll, I'd love to yeah. let you know. And sat with her yeah. on afternoons and read the Bible to her. And I think of that man every time I get up to lead because I'm the fruit of that. Yes. Harvest. Yeah. And I think that, too, with ministry, with church, when we start making it about other things, when we stop looking at the one, mm. when we stop looking at the testimonies and sitting eye to eye with people. Yeah. And it's like that Matthew 25 of like, I was hungry. You gave me something mm. to eat. I was in prison and you came and visited me. That's the call of God. Yeah. That's the church. Yeah. That's who we're supposed to be. Yeah. And just rem- like, man, anyone who's experiencing that kind of hurt uh, in ministry, I'm like, go help somebody else yeah. and realize what we're doing anymore. Yeah. Like a fence will always come. Yeah. People are always going to be people and it's going to be horrible sometimes. But I'm like, man, there are families mm. that are reunited because of the church there yeah. are marriages that are restored there are people who need community yeah. who have lost loved ones who need to be around other people it, it's actually shown they've done so many studies um with church and people who are actually coming to church aren't trying to find the lord they they're looking for people i believe that like I that's the that. number one thing yeah and i'm like they're wanting to meet jesus through the eyes of someone else yeah. but if we're so caught up with someone offended me this morning yeah. and says this happened and someone looked at me sideways. I'm like, man, we're, we're missing it. Yeah. We're missing it. Like there's so many people that we need to love and care for. And the yeah. church is such a beautiful way to open the doors. Right. Um, and it's just kind of like a little bit of a course correction. Yeah. Um, sorry, that was just a rant. But No, I'm bring it on. That's what I'm here <laughs> for. That's the name of the album. It's yeah, church. You're we are. us up for the church. Can you give a little hype speech to somebody who is single or an individual in a new place trying to be in a church because it's hard yeah that was one of the hardest things for me when my husband passed away was being there by myself and I was already even a member there but it's just like I can't imagine even walking into a new church not knowing anyone like where do you even what do you do you know what do you do no I I always tell people even when they walk through the doors of our church I'm like serve somewhere and Mm -hmm. I'm like I'm like not serve to help the team or roster I'm like you're gonna be with people who like to do something Mm -hmm. that you do. Um, And it's going to put you in a community, like getting in like a connect group. I'm like, those things seem so basic, but they're actually like so life-giving. I have a connect group. It's every other Saturday. It's a basketball connect group. It's co-ed. That's amazing. (laughs) Um, It's like my life joy. You play basketball. Yeah, I'm trying to. Okay. (laughs) I'm going for my co- My co-host is a basketball coach. Okay. So he helps, you know, does little workshops with me. I stay late. Um, But (laughs) like, (laughs) yeah, you know, Um, and I think that it can be scary. Like it's overwhelming. It is scary, yeah. But it's it's really you're gonna get out of it what you put into mm-hmm. it, and and go go serve somewhere. Like find an area of the church you're like okay. Like if you're young, yeah. go into like youth ministry yeah. and and be around people who are gonna. I I do believe inherently as people we're good. Mm-hmm. I do believe that. And are you gonna run into things in church like gossip and all? Sure, the, sure. You're gonna run into that if you go to Walmart. Yeah, exactly. Like that's the reality of mm-hmm. what it's like. 
But um, just going for it and diving in. I know that I know how it is to be overwhelmed. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't know where I fit. I'm like, yeah. I think the greatest way to fit is dive in yeah. and jump in and serve and help and, and be a part of something that's bigger than yourself. Yeah. Um, it really just changes everything. Yeah. Well, you are such a beautiful enthusiastic, excited, like young voice for the church. And we don't oh, have thank that. You for saying that. I don't feel like as much as I would love for us to. And and so that is your album, is church. As yeah. we said, it's the photo on the cover, it's the title track. And tell us like what what was the call? I think it, we've probably already said it, but what was the call on you for this specific album? Like when did these songs start pouring out of you? What was the big catalyst? Was Man. it kind of the heartbreak and then having to heal and come back to the church? Yeah, I. it was really in that moment, going to counseling, taking that step back, um, and just the Lord is so gracious and kind. Like, the character of God could just make me sob. Of him being like, I love in Psalm 139 how it says he's everywhere with us, like even if we make our bed in hell, mm -hmm, like he's standing mm -hmm. there. And I just see God and all of his glory, like being in those, being in every horrible room I've ever been in or any of those situations and standing there and not in a way of letting it happen, but with his hand out and being like, whenever you're ready to leave, I'll walk you out of this. Yeah. Like in that offense, in the grief, in the sadness, mm -hmm. like whenever you're ready, I'll walk you out. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that with that, the Lord saw where I was and how I felt about ministry. And I've always loved ministry. Like I was yeah. a kid, you would like ground from church. I loved it so much. Like it was like my favorite place. Like, like a parent's I didn't know dream. It. Yeah. <laughs> you can't yeah. go to church. Yeah, totally. Devastated. Um, so then I, I was just, I was devastated with how I felt towards it because it just mm -hmm. wasn't who I was. Yeah. Um, and the Lord was like, let's let's go on a journey of, of coming mm. back to it. And it started with a song called The Church I Grew Up In, which will be on the deluxe version of this album. So soon I'll have my own version of it. But Tasha Cobbs Leonard has released a version of it as well. Awesome. And it's basically um, just an ode to that, my, my church that I grew up in, mm. the church that I saw the hand of God moving for the first mm -hmm. time and really just got to learn what it looked like to be in ministry. Um, and I think that when you're unhealthy, you remember things differently. And when you're healthy, yeah. you remember things differently. Absolutely. So I got to look back yeah. with a different grace and doe eyes mm. towards my childhood That's and be like, man, youth group saved my life. Yeah. Like, where else could I have been? Yeah. Like, where, what rooms would I have been? And I even think of, like, the way that I was in the music industry so young. I'm like, yeah. being able to have this normal life in St. Louis, going to a youth yeah. group, and, like, my friends, I'm like, that, that really it showed me so much more than I thought. Mm -hmm. um, and it's easy to look at, because so many things that happened there that weren't great. Yeah, sure. And it's easy to look at those things. Yeah. But I think the Lord was like, look again. Yeah. Like, look back and tell me what you see. And I was like, oh. So starting with that, and the Lord put on my heart, he's like, you're going to write a record for the church. Yeah. And at that time, I had um, then moved to Dallas and am now a part of my church, which yes. I literally call Shoreline? my church Narnia. Yeah, Narnia, Shoreline City. I love it. It's, it's the <laughs> absolute best place in the entire world yeah. like uh i can't even begin to articulate like things i would write in my journal about what i knew ministry to be mm -hmm, and look like mm -hmm. i feel like i'm being able you to live in that and not from a place of like my church is so much better than everybody else's church it's from a place of man it's possible yeah it's possible to have a ministry that's healthy yeah that's life-giving yeah. that sticks in it with people and it's also happy we avoid the word happy in yeah. church uh, really in the christian life because it's based on happenings right. and all the things i'm like no, like in you scripture, happy. we're supposed to have a full life. Yes. Like someone in the world should look at your life and be like, why? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that mm. makes me question like, what do you have going on? Why are you so happy the economy's yeah. crashed? Uh, <laughs> like, why are you so happy we're I in a recession? Yes. Like, and it's like, no, we have this unshakable hope. That doesn't yeah. mean things aren't yeah. going on. I get to still be happy. And yeah. I think too, like, when I first had visited my church, I was like, man, everybody here is so happy. Yeah. Like, you guys really enjoy this. What are you guys taking? I know. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> um, and that was, I couldn't have written this album mm. anywhere else. Yeah. I really couldn't have. That's so good. And it's really, it's given me the opportunity to not write from the injury or the pain that I thought oh, that wow. I would carry forever. Yeah. Um, I got to write it for a church that's growing, yeah. that's strong, yeah. that stands in integrity, that stands in purity. Mm. Um, and that's really, these songs are all rooted in scripture. That's something yeah. so important. Everything drew back from yeah. the word of God. I don't want to sing a song on a Sunday that's like, 
licking my wounds. Yeah. I, I want something to give to someone, to the single mom that walked in, to, yeah. the, to the young college student that's mm. like, I don't even know how I'm going to make my tuition. Yeah. And it's like, hey, here's a, here's a song that's going to teach you Psalm 91 because yeah. he's a God that you can trust in yeah. and that's going to fight for you and mm. protect you. Um, and I that was really the heart behind this record yeah. and keeping it simple and musically in the way that, man, actually the average church in America is 200 people and they see about 75 people on a Sunday wow. and they don't really have church staff. Like they yeah. don't have this. That's smaller than you'd imagine, I think. No, a hundred percent. And I think that, um, I think of the, I thought of them. I thought of those mm-hmm. worship leaders who are mm, like, we don't cool. run stems. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, can yeah. we play this on an acoustic? And they don't have a worship leader on yeah. staff. It's just some guy who's probably has a whole family and works an entire job yeah. and they don't have rehearsal. Yeah. You know what I mean? And songs that were obtainable for people to catch yeah. on too quick, for yeah. for people to be able to play and, mm-hmm. and nail. Like, mm-hmm. I, I wanted songs that I was, that I would want to put on my set list. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like, I'm a worship leader first. Totally. And I'm at my church on Sundays and we're sitting down every month. <laughs> With my yeah. pastors were like, all right, what songs came out? They're a little more upbeat. Like we need songs. <laughs> yeah. We need songs that people can like walk into. They don't feel uncomfortable. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's the reality of what it looks like to put together a church service. So I really wanted to give um, a record to the church yeah. and to the worship leader to be able to lead at their church to the pastor that wants to, to sing scripture yeah. with their congregation and teach in that way. So well, I think, in my opinion, which means nothing, you have accomplished oh, it in spades. Thank I, you so much. I, the first time I listened to it um, after we got this set up, I was actually hiking in one of my little trails that I love, like south of here in Franklin. And, oh, nice. Uh, it's very mild. Don't be impressed. No, it's I like, am impressed. I'm like, like I used to hike when I lived in L.A. Now do I'm it in with Texas. tennis shoes that don't even tie. Like, okay, I take my dog with you. <laughs> it's more of a stroll, but it is a beautiful stroll. Hey, that's great. It's better than what and, I can say I've done today. So what are we <laughs> yeah. talking about? But I get to a certain point and it happens to be, I don't, it's my favorite song in the album. I've heard you talk about it. And I happen to get to the Manasseh song. Oh, man. And when I tell you, like, sat, paused, chills, I'm not a crier, and teared up thinking, like, this is what I would play for the last five years of my life. Like, this is the experience I've had and a depth of biblical explanation and like simple, almost baptismal like melody. I know that yeah. sounds really heady. I'm not a musician, no, but like no, that's no. sort I of love what this. it felt You're like. You're analyzing it in such a beautiful um, way. And it, I stopped and, and listened to it two times at the top and it just floored me. And I feel like it's so representative of your whole experience in yeah. the last many years from what you've, you've shared and Will you tell us about Manasseh, yeah. like what it means? I, oh, I man. knew it We're was a cry. Bible word. I already but I feel was I'm like, going to cry. Here we go. But yeah, but it's amazing. And like um, your dad's part in it. I know it, so I'm going to shut up. But oh, you need to tell people. No, it's, I am. Um, it's... Manasseh is track five, um, is the definition of it. And then track six on the record, which if you're a musician, you know, track five is also very, it's always a very important moment oh, on the record. That's new inside um, information. Okay, okay, there we go. Um, and for me, there was this looming, what I thought was like bitterness towards mm. the church that I just yeah. wouldn't get over. Yeah. Like, it's that moment of, I've seen too much. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll never get back to the purity mm-hmm. that I that I had when I was 14 sitting in a prayer room just singing to the Lord. Yeah. Um, and the Lord really told me with this record, too. He's like, man, I'm going to give you your tears back. Which I'm like, I'm a bit of a rock. Yeah, I'm like, that was something that yeah. I guess there's a fear of vulnerability maybe there for me. And I was like, okay, Lord, so you're just going to make me an emotional wreck now. Okay, perfect. Love it. Um, and with this song in particular, I had been at my church now for almost a year. And we were celebrating our 10-year anniversary. And my parents, it was their first time coming to visit the church. It was like the most stunning service for them mm. to visit because we were talking about all the testimony and life change yeah. over 10 years. And it was just the most moving um, thing. And and the way that I have been loved back to health, mm. I knew when That's I good. had left my last um, ministry experience and, and gotten counseling and, and taken time that I wasn't, I didn't have wounds anymore. I had scabs, but I mm-hmm. knew where I would go next would be pivotal mm-hmm. because a scab can be pulled off for sure and it can make things worse. Mm-hmm. 
but somewhere that's healthy, Mm -hmm. that's pure and that's clean. Like Mm -hmm. I think of when you're healing from something and then if you're in an unclean environment, it's not sterile anymore. So you get infected. So I was like, I I was super scared of where I was going to go next, Mm -hmm. if I'm quite honest. Um, And then one day I get this call from the pastors that I was working with in Baltimore. And they were like, there's a church in Dallas that we just see you at. And we just Mm -hmm. want you to go visit and like no strings attached. Mm -hmm. I had already started making plans of where I was going to go next. And I was like, all right, there's like a detour. It's like to stop there. Like, um, and I sat down with them and it was so different. They wanted to know about me. They didn't want to know what was going on. Mm -hmm. Like, in my career yeah. they like and I was just about to release an album this was when my peace record had come out and um I came in and I stayed for four days and I will remember, never forget I talk about this on the record um the sermon that Pastor Earl spoke that Sunday and he was talking about he had a suitcase on stage and he was wearing boxing gloves and he had boxing gloves on he's holding the suitcase I'm like what is happening <laughs> like illustration yeah it's like okay um and he was like man In foster homes, there's actually a thing with foster children. After they're adopted, they still don't unpack their suitcase. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's actually so common Mm -hmm. because they're so used to, even though the papers are signed, everything's final, that something's going to change because they're so used to moving. And then he had these boxing gloves and he's like, I look out into our congregation and I just see fists in front of faces like I'm ready to get offended. Mm. So I'm on the defense. Like I'm never going to let my guard down because something's going to happen. I'm ready to take a punch at any time. And he's like, and I look out and I see boxing gloves holding suitcases. And he's like, you need to unpack because you're home. You've been adopted. And I just sobbed on the front row. Little me that doesn't cry. Yeah. My sister was with me. She was like, what is happening? And I, um, I remember texting Tasha actually, and I was like, I think I'm going to find healing here. Yeah. And moving to Dallas, the way that it's never changed, mm-hmm. their hearts have never changed. It has changed my ministry from the inside, inside out mm. of, of how I love people, of how I see people, of how I see the call of God on my life. It's like, it's been so beautiful to be in that environment. Mm. And so when my dad was walking around the campus, he grabbed me. I, we have a door backstage to, um, like a hallway to the stage and he was walking around in the hallways and he grabbed me and he just had tears in his eyes and he referenced the story of Joseph and the story of Joseph I'll reference probably a million times in every interview I'll do till I'm dead because it's the most stunning everything in Old Testament is a prerequisite of what Jesus totally. is going to do right so um so foreshadowing and I think the story of Joseph is so shocking because if you've ever been hurt by family mm. there's nothing oh, deeper yeah there's nothing more painful yeah um, to be sold so young, mm-hmm. 17, to then experience like, okay, maybe he's kind of coming back a bit. He's running Potiphar's house. Mm-hmm. He turns down temptation mm-hmm. and gets punished. Yes, yes. And he's in prison. Mm-hmm. His life is a series of unfortunate mm-hmm. events of still trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of his stories just wild, right? And then he ends up being second command and in Egypt in He's, he's greeted by his family and he forgives them. And it's like this stunning situation. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I've always looked at Sword Joseph. I'm like, how in the world? Yeah. And his first son was named Manasseh. And it means to forget. And it means to forget the suffering of my yeah. father's household. Mm-hmm. And when my dad looked at me with tears in his eyes, he just said, Anna, this church is your Manasseh. Ugh. And I just sobbed. And I was like, I I felt that so deeply because there are things that I thought forever I was going to have to carry. Yeah. Forever that I was going to have to have a limp in. But through the kindness of such a beautiful community mm. and the grace of God mm. to be like, you know what? God is so much bigger than I've ever given him credit for that he can go in my past and remove yeah. pain that I that I thought that I'd have looming over me oh. forever. Um, and... I I now there's so many things I always I'm like God can you give me the gift of Manasseh there there's some moments um during the recording of this album that had happened that like just reality and people being people I hate it and I was like I remember being in Nashville for post production I was like Lord I I like I want to look at this and love it and he was like can you let me replace some of your memories Mm, and I was just like just hit me in the chest and I'm like it's not something I experienced once. It's like a continual, mm. like I have, my kindness can be Manasseh. Like I can love you back to a place to where you forget wow. the pain. 
And if we as church leaders can start loving people from that place, um, I think of how when Joseph saw his brothers for the first time, he was so emotionally at a turn away. And then he greets them again. And he's like, the Lord used this, Mm. not even just for me, but for you. And I I think of the hurt worship leader. I think of the hurt church member. Mm. And if you can get to a place of healing, that you can look at the people who've caused you pain and say, not only has the Lord given me healing for myself, it's for you too. There's levels to forgiveness. There's levels that like keep people at arm's length. Um, And then there's, there's this, there's a forgiveness that can create so much healing. I love the story of Joseph because it's, it shows he forgave, he forgot, and then he was fruitful. Mm. And I think that it's so beautiful, like yeah. to be able to let those things go. I never thought I could. Yeah. And um, if I could sit down and lock eyes with every person who I know is just carrying so much pain for the church. And it's honestly, I realized in my life, it's it's sometimes harder to believe for the hopeful thing. So you just shut it down. Totally. Like, I don't even want to access that anymore. I don't yeah. even want to access that emotion. Like, I've seen this, I've yeah. done this. And it's like, the Lord is just like... Oh, there's broken yeah. glass in your hand. Can you let oh, me take it out? Oh, that's the image. That's it Can right you there. let me take it out? Yeah. And um, it's only hurting you. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing That to forget. And and obviously you don't forget the actual instances. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But you said you were able to forget the pain of it. Yeah. And let go of the bitterness of it. And you, you've used several times the word doe-eyed. And I yeah. think that's just so beautiful. And it feels like being doe-eyed or being pure or whatever would be the most vulnerable way to live. And I guess in a way it is. That's what you're saying. Like yeah. it's vulnerable to live hopefully or to live happily because yeah. it can be stolen or damaged. Sure. But and it's, it's, it's you, you put yourself in harm's way. But I think yeah. of Jesus, I think of Corinthians when it's like love believes all things. Yeah. And Bears all things. That's and one like, of my favorites. Man, I'm like love believes. Yeah. Love believes in a second chance. Yeah. Love believes in, man, you've done the wrong thing. Over yeah, and yeah, over again. Yeah. And I think of every time I go to the Lord and I'm like, I'm never going to do it again. <laughs> and he knows all things and he knows yeah. I'm going to do it again. But he believes me. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I don't believe I, you're going to never do it again. And he yeah. knows I'm He knows I'm going to do it yeah. again. And like he sits in front of Peter. He's like, you're going to yeah. deny me. Yeah. He's like, I would never. He's like, okay, watch. All right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and then he loves him. And he yeah. tells him he loves him as many times yeah. as he denied him to, to re- rewrite that story yeah. in his life and i just think it's so stunning well it's the whole thing like just the story and your courage and resilience and i think like you said i love that i love that verse love bears all things believes all things mm-hmm. endures all things yeah there's one more i don't remember but the believing part at least has been true for me and i feel like we could go on and on and on yeah. but somehow i feel like in that harm and that brokenness in the fear to re-enter a place that did hurt you yeah that could hurt you again yeah the smart thing is to keep the wall up, right? And not yeah. fully live in that hope. But it's like, that is the point, is that when you believe, that action of believing, even when your heart doesn't want to, I believe God rewards. And then that's where he starts to erase and erase and erase yeah, and yeah. allow you the courage to keep hoping. And that's part of what helps you heal, right? Is yeah. you you claim redemption, you live in redemption before you see the thing fully redeemed. At yeah. least that's been my experience and I feel That's I so feel that in your album I don't oh, know if that was thank you I don't know if those would be your words but that was the impression I got as a listener man that means so, that means the world I am so grateful it's awesome dude I love it it's oh. beautiful and it's powerful and and part of what I just have enjoyed about you is what you said before like this show is all about joy like living yeah. joy chasing joy and and I think you're right like the church has kept us from using the word happy because it doesn't feel as like holy as joy yeah. maybe but like man jesus wants us to be happy like he wants us to be around happy people and to enjoy the things that we're I doing i don't know like, where we've gone why are we this, so like, serious like, i'm like, like the cause of christ i'm literally like I'm like jesus was so i reading the stories about jesus i'm like he was vivacious yeah like he Came in a room and captured everybody's attention. He yeah. was kind. Yeah. He was funny without ever being yeah. mean. Yeah. It was it was just this beautiful like example of what our lives should look like. And yeah. something else, like even to say to speak to what you're saying, he constantly put himself in harm's way. Mm-hmm. Like he constantly. Um, I mean, I I think of when 
like Hosanna. Like when <laughs> they're like all putting down palm branches and yeah. be like Hosanna, and then seven days later, yeah. they're crucifying him. Yeah, and it's like he and like he rides right in. He's aware. Yeah, he was aware of that, mm. and just like patient with people mm-hmm. and patient with um, what it looks like, and and if we're supposed to live lives like Jesus and do even greater works, mm-hmm. like Scripture says, like we're just gonna have to choose to have a strong muscle of forgiveness and it gets stronger it is a muscle it gets stronger the more you feed it yeah the more you work it out to to live a life that's unoffended is so much easier freer it's so much like you like to not need justice and everything the lord i'm such a justice driven person i always want to fight for the little guy i'm more than even for myself i'm like i'm just gonna you know I have very strong convictions and beliefs. And the Lord was like, you're not even letting me be your defender. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was like, huh. Put down the gloves. Yeah. Put down the glass. Like that's, you get to be the bride. Yeah. Oh, wow. You get to be soft. That's so beautiful. Like you get to be Martha. You yeah. get to sit down. Yeah. I mean, so Mary, beautiful. you get to sit down at his feet and you get to be, be there Just and be receive. There. Yeah. And recline. Man. It's beautiful. That's so good. And that is, that is what the church can do. For yeah. people, and you've said love you back to life. It can love you back to life, and I feel like you, you extend that invitation in this record. Yeah. And so I hope people, especially people, young people like us, who yeah. whether they've been hurt or whether they just don't see the life that can come from being a part of a church. Like we have a very independent culture in every regard. Yeah, and just have this be an opportunity to try it again. You know, go back oh, again, try beautiful. it again, be loved I love again. That. Church comes out tomorrow. Yes. I'm so thrilled ah, for you. It's oh, amazing. Thank you so much. You deserve much. it. You've been such a willing vessel um, and servant. And honestly, I've just been a blast to be around for just oh like an hour. Gosh, like I'm psyched same. for you and what's ahead and, and just everything. And besides your new album, Anna Golden, what's bringing you joy right now? That's uh, where we always wrap. Man, so many things. I, I feel so overwhelmed that I get to be here in Nashville with yeah. all my friends. Nashville rocks. And like... Bias. Yeah, you and you're from here, which <laughs> yeah. is like kind of rare now these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm so overjoyed with like the people that I have in my life that um, to have pastors that man. Last night, this things happened during release week and all the things and like 11 p.m. sending me voice memos back. We're praying for you. We're yeah. in this with you so and friends that have just stuck in it with me. Um, I I'm so grateful. Like mm-hmm. I really am. It's bringing me so. So much joy. I have a little cat named Carl. He couldn't come with me this time, but he's my little he's I my little ball of sunshine. Even though he's gonna be a little bit of a brat sometimes, but uh, those that. things bring me so much I know, joy. I and I'm uh, you gotta have the people around you to celebrate. Yeah, all the hard work. It's been so special. It's so so special. Well, congratulations. I'm so glad I got some time with you. Um, Y'all go listen to church, share it, post it. Go hike to it, whether it's okay. a serious hike or a stroll <laughs> down the block, you know, or a basketball lesson. Yeah, whatever. listen. It will fire you up. And Anna, we just love your heart. Oh, Good luck, thank sister. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah.